Starbound Studios starring Maggie Martinez and the Hot Seat Interview. Y ahora con ustedes, Maggie Martinez en Caliente. Here it is, Nakira Hemingway. She is the candidate and Democratic nominee for the Agriculture Commissioner's Office, right? Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you, Maggie. You so know, excited. this is your home, the Hot Seat Interview. <laughs> yeah. So... Basically, um, first of all, it is incredible that a woman is running for this office. I love that fact. Uh, but what would you do that is outside the box? What, what are you going to bring to the table? So first and foremost, um, I want to formally introduce myself. My name is Nikita Hemingway. I am an entrepreneur, a former corporate executive, licensed realtor, mother, wife, and of course the Democratic nominee for Commissioner of Agriculture. So Maggie, to answer your question, what am I going to bring to this position? It is experienced leadership. You know, historically, Georgia has elected farmers only to govern this office, um, and agriculture is the number one industry in the state of Georgia. And uh, because of my unique background, I am definitely focused on growing Georgia's economy, helping farmers become more profitable in their businesses, and putting affordable meals on Georgia's family's table. So I'm a mother first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's, a, it's an asset that doesn't neatly fit on a resume, but it is a criteria um, in order to make this seat successful. So. That's that's excellent. And I was looking at your opponent. Uh, okay, so yes. what makes you different from him? So um, again, all of the above. Um, I am a fifth generation farmer. Ooh. And um, for over 100 years, my family owned 360 acres of land off of the Savannah River. And now we own none of it. So I understand uh, the journey that many farmers um, and minorities have experienced within the state in terms of this space being equitable for everyone. My opponent has inherited everything that he has. Mm. He lets you know his farm has been in his family for seven generations and he still drives his grandfather's tractor. And uh, for me, it's like, I think that's admirable but you're not the most qualified person for this position because you don't know what it means to build something from the ground up. That's right. So we really need to bring to office those uh, public servants that want Absolutely. to work with families, with farmers, for, with young people, because we need to bring young people right. to, to this business. For some reason, they are just moving to your Places and we need them yes. back. How, how can we work with this? So the fact of the matter is, is that agriculture is typically not a, a sexy space. Mm -hmm, that's right. <laughs> the average farmer in the state of Georgia is 58, approaching 59 years old. Um, so it is incumbent upon us if we are to be serious about um, growing, you know, our food um, in the state of Georgia we must attract and retain the best talent, young minds, innovation to this space. So for me, it is, let's start speaking up and showing people what agriculture looks like. 
because you know no offense to you know who who um, is popular in this space but every farmer is not a middle-aged white man with overalls on a tractor. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, globally, women are the number one farmers. We uh, interesting. We account for fifty-two percent of the farmers globally. So a lot of people are, you know, uh, blown away by the fact that I'm a woman running for ad commissioner. But to be at, to be honest with you, I'm just like the average farmer. We have a problem. You know, farmers <laughs> need workers. Yes, they do. And I know William Bodie is going to be an excellent uh, commissioner for the Department Absolutely. of Labor. Um, as a matter of fact, he's coming to the hot seat interview. <laughs> I love but it. how can Nikita work with William in terms of educating our new generations to really work as farmers? Yes, so, um, and, and it's a great question you're at, asking. So I want to give a little backstory. Um, the state of Georgia is the number one in terms of H-2A visas. Oh. Um, migrant workers, farm workers are essential to the life cycle of agriculture. And so many of the farmers, this is how they fulfill their labor pool in order to keep costs down in terms of input and to make sure that when we get our products, they're affordable, mm -hmm. right? But um, just recently, I believe last year, there was um, a three-year investigation uh, titled Operation Blooming Onion, which, by the way, happened in my opponent's district. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Um, where they found that farm workers were being brought here to Georgia legally. And when they arrived, their papers were confiscated. Mm. And they were held against their will. Mm. They were put in living conditions that were the equivalent of slavery. Slavery. Um, and also, this is something that we have to address because uh, we want to make sure that whoever comes to work in this country under this provision, the H-2A, is a program to bring foreign workers here in the state right. of Georgia and the United States. But this cannot be happening. This is more like human trafficking. It, this, it, oh, no, this is not good. Is. And so it took a federal investigation to expose what has been happening in South Georgia when we have an attorney general who has a human trafficking committee, but no one from the Ag Commission sits on that committee. And that's not good. And we have an agriculture commissioner whose number one duty is to ensure the safety and well-being of every individual in this space, but he's turning blind eye. He was more focused on, you know, uh, dethroning, as, mm -hmm. I, as I like to say it, Reverend Warnock for Senate than actually doing his job. So um, we definitely have a humanitarian issue here in the state of it Georgia is. that we absolutely must address. And when I look around, there is no one more qualified than I am to address those issues. Number one, I want everyone to know that Georgia is a great place to come to work, to build a future, to build a business in. And, so, to, see, and to feel safe. Absolutely. Because if you don't feel safe, this is not the place to come. Correct. And so for me, when I am elected, we are going to create a um, anonymous reporting hotline. So if you see something, 
You don't have to be silent and you don't have to worry about your personal security in order to report what is going on because it's going to take all of us to reach out and protect everyone. Everyone. We've got to work together. The other thing I'm going to do is create pathways for farmers to be profitable and for them to uh, legally hire the staff that they need and under conditions that are suitable for those workers and also for those farmers. Um, so it really is leaning into the mindset of what would God want us to do, mm -hmm. right? We can make money and there's lots of money to make in this space, but we must begin first by treating people equitably and respectfully. That's and, right. And ensuring that Georgia is always on the right side of the law. And how can we help um, minorities, uh, Afro-Americans, Asian, to get into this business? Because a lot of people don't know this is a very lucrative business. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking about nine million, billions of dollars because uh, Georgia is the number one state in STEM of farming. And I am a person that I would like to have a farm, definitely. <laughs> uh, the only yes. thing that I have put at the backyard is uh, corn and some peppers, but it's a good start, it you know? It is. It's a great, <laughs> great start. Um, you know, many of, pe uh, many of the people who are now leaning into the space never grew a garden until the pandemic happened. Mm. And now it's contagious and they love being outdoors and they're thinking about what are all the possibilities in this space? But let's be real. Um, because there are 68,000 farmers in the state of Georgia hmm. right now. And majority of those farmers must maintain a nine to five job in order to be profitable. Mm -hmm. So even though there is a lot of money in this space and a lot of opportunity, we haven't had the type of leadership sitting in the right rooms at the right tables to unlock these potential. So what you see happening is our legislators tend to pass policy regulation that supports big ag or mid-sized farm entities or certain niche while negating the needs of other farmers. And what I say is there is space for everyone. Mm -hmm. We have got to create market opportunities for small growers, home, you know, those gardeners who have a large enough backyard and they just want to see if there's an opportunity for them. That is That is why leadership matters. So it's not just about understanding agriculture. It is also about understanding business, the economy, and, and knowing how to make money. And that is something that I hold in spades over my opponent. I didn't know that Georgia has so many farms. And as a retired teacher, I never brought my students to a farm. Yes. I think we need to start early uh, for the young kids to fall in love with farming. What do you think about this and how can we educate our children about this so they become farmers? Yes. So just this past uh, legislation session, a couple of legislators on the Ag Committee did pass legislation to support the incorporation of agriculture education in a K-12 curriculum throughout wow. the state of Georgia. However, it doesn't have to stop there. Um, my two younger children have always been engaged in the agricultural process. 
my son, before he could walk well, put on his pants, <laughs> he would have his pampers on, his rain boots on, and a hoodie, and he's walking around giving fictitious tours of his farm. And, and when you talk to my children, they're now five and seven, it's not, the conversation's never, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, for them it is, we are farmers. It's a very powerful thing because I what, like that. Yeah, we are farmers. Exactly. That should be the hashtag. Yes. <laughs> we and, are farmers. And so what they recognize is the power of their contributions now. It gives them confidence. It allows them to be a part of the process. And they're curious. So they're exploring nature right. and understanding that there's more to learning that is what is contained in a traditional educational setting. So I believe that if we expose all of Georgia's children to this space, not just in a traditional school room, classroom setting, um, that we're instilling in them a good confidence, leadership skills from the very beginning. And most important, how cool is it to be a part of your own food system? That's like, awesome. I, I you think feel powerful. Just, when I get my yes. peppers, I feel so happy and I don't want nobody to touch them. <laughs> right. And for us, like snacks at our home, we don't have candies, cookies, any of that. My kids will walk out of our backyard and go pick berries oh, and sit outside I and love eat that. those berries. Uh, you know? I love so that. it's like we're not having this battle o over, well, that's not healthy for you. It is they're getting all the natural healthy things because they're excited about being a part of that that process. So, And talking about that, uh, what are your thoughts about medical marijuana and cultivation in the state of Georgia? Yes, so um, great question. And um, on the campaign trail, I'm, I make sure that I take time to educate voters. Um, the fact that um, this election, and I, And I know they get tired of hearing it. Mm -hmm. Well, every year it's this election, but this really is the election that is going to define um, where our society grows and or fail for the next 10 years. Um, in November, the 2023 Farm Bill will be written. So who we send back or who we send to Congress and U.S. Senate is going to play a vital role in that. In the state of Georgia, um, we are a THC-only legal state. However, when I look at the opportunities in the hemp cannabis cultivation space, I recognize that we're leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm. And we have an opportunity to reverse our mindsets around this so that we can begin to make the necessary steps to be a global leader. The state of Georgia has uh, the westernmost uh, ports on the eastern seaboard and we are the 10th largest exporting state in the nation so georgia farmers can become a vital contributor um, in the global hemp and cannabis space but it starts with proper leadership recognizing where the opportunities are and not limiting it to just thc only Um, hemp and cannabis has uh, the ability to regenerate the soil, which is very important if we're talking about Excellent. climate change, mm. right? Sustainable agriculture. Um, in places like Chernobyl and, you know, in uh, China where they had nuclear reactors, um, you know, blow up and, and disasters, they're using cannabis 
and sunflowers to help remove radiation, toxins, heavy metals, not only out of the soil, but also out of the atmosphere. So it really is about reimagining all of the possibilities that are in this space and giving our farmers the opportunity to cultivate this plant for more than one thing. Mm -hmm. um, there is a win in this for everyone. We don't have to regulate from the mindset of where we're gonna be limited because that's what they do and make sure we secure the opportunities for one group and keep another group out. And what I'm saying is let's not regulate. Let's not put those roadblocks up and let's create opportunities for the farmers, not only in Georgia, but in the United States to become profitable. Because guess what? China is doing it. Canada is doing it. So Puerto, if, Puerto Rico is doing absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so if we don't um, address this now, America and the state of Georgia will be left behind. And that's not good because we're leaving money on the table. Yes. Um, we understand that gate which gay means for those that are out there, it's an exemption of, of right. taxes for uh, the farmers. What is your take about gate? How can we improve this? Because the audits are saying that it's not good. Uh, how can we work with this when you get to be the commissioner? So um, what I like about the gates program is it really um, helps farmers to um, lower their input costs because they don't have to pay taxes on the raw materials or the, the seeds, the fertilizer, the equipment they need to operate their business. For the state of Georgia, I believe if we are to look at the tax earning potential for the state, the best way we accomplish that is by supporting farmers of all sizes so that farmers in Georgia are not losing money but they're actually become profitable. It's incumbent upon the state, if we invest in our farmers and their success, we're also investing in the revenue the state gets, which ultimately lower taxpayers' uh, contributions. And we're able to fund more projects throughout the state, like getting hospitals in rural parts of Georgia, like um, making sure we have grocery stores and farmers markets throughout the state like making sure we have broadband and internet access and economic opportunity throughout the state. The more money Georgia makes, the better off we are. And I see untapped potential um, in agriculture. Mm -hmm. One thing for sure is that farmers market, somehow they have to reinvent themselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, where my son lives in Serenby, I call it Serenby, but it's really Serenby, that's in mm -hmm. Coweta County, Saturdays, they open a farmer's market right there where they live and a lot of people come and buy their veggies and everything they need for the week isn't that awesome i love it yes and i think this pro i think the farmer's market somehow they have to reinvent themselves to bring the farmer's market to their community do you think this is something you could add up to your platform absolutely it's been a part of my platform since the moment i signed my name to this race um, because farmers markets um, are often underestimated in terms of the value they create to their communities. Sure, it serves as a marketplace hub for farmers to get their products on the tables of families, but local artisans, small bit of businesses benefit from that. There is a sense of community in some of the most thriving um, parts of Georgia where there are farmers market 
there is a direct correlation to uh, education outcomes being more positive, um, health being uh, better addressed, um, profitable opportunities for uh, people within those communities, and also uh, protecting the land value and property value within those areas. So um, for me, it is a travesty that we have food deserts in the metro Atlanta area, let alone that there are counties throughout the state without a farmer's market or grocery store. So how we imagine, um, how we reimagine, how we address this need and this issue, um, I have a plan and, and I want, you know, everyone to know that when I win in November, we will see a change in food security in the state of Georgia and the economic opportunities and farmers markets are only just the beginning. Just the beginning. Nakita Hemingway, she's running for agriculture commissioner for the state of Georgia. I am delighted to have her here at the hot seat interview. Yes. And certainly any campaign needs funds, needs money. Yes. What can you tell those people out there that, you know, how can they contact you? How can they visit your website? How can they go in and help you? Yes. So first and foremost, I want people to know that no donation is too small. We can take $400 and reach 10,000 voters. Wow. So, you know, this is if you don't have a lot to give, give me $7. That's the equivalent of one McDonald's meal, right? That's right. And we can bring change to Georgia that all of our families need to see. Um, if you're interested in contacting my campaign, I, um, our website is NikitaHemingway.com. And that is spelled N-A-K-I-T-A-H-E-M-I-N-G-W-A-Y. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reminded that timing is everything. So um, it is truly an awesome time to be who I am because I'm the only Nikita Hemingway. So if you Google <laughs> my name, you are bound to find me. I'm on um, social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we really make it easy to contact our campaign. If you simply want to send a message regarding some of the challenges you are experiencing throughout the state of Georgia, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to invite us to your church, to your community, talk to your group, definitely reach out. Um, and if you can put a few dollars in the teal, uh, that would be really helpful because um, we're within uh, 60 days of Election Day. Right. And uh, we still have a lot of voters to reach. But more importantly, I want you all to know that um, I didn't enter this space to be a politician I entered this space because I understood the equity and agricultural problem. And when I look around, I'm the most qualified person to solve these issues. And it has been a part of my own personal journey in agriculture and some of the challenges that I've also faced and overcome um, that lets me know change is possible. And these things that I am promising to you we can accomplish together. So that's excellent. Thank you, Nakita, for being here in my show. Awesome. Thank you and so much. Man. We want to make sure that the people out there see this program because 
Uh, she is devoted and dedicated to the people of Georgia. Absolutely. Uh, based on what I read from her, her website, her platform, and everything else that she, she brings to the table, she's genuine. Let's put it this way. She's not like a career politician. She is here to help the farmers of the state of Georgia. So it's important that you know the opportunities that are out there. Yes. Uh, how can other agencies work together to bring workers, foreign workers to work in the state of Georgia? How can you get loans to get your farmer up and running? How can you get your tax exemption uh, for your farm, which is important? I might I might get some chickens. I don't know. <laughs> I was looking about layers. Okay, these are my layers chicken, and these are my other chicken. Maybe I go into that, and you never know. You never know. But it is important that if you're out there listening to this program today, without funds, we cannot run a campaign. That's right. And Akira needs those funds to go into her campaign uh, bank account and pay for those ads that she has to put out there in order to reach more voters yes. and educate more voters. What is this department about? What is the agriculture department about? Thank you for being with us. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to say? No, Maggie, I love it. I always have uh, such a great time when we're together. Thank you. And um, yes, so looking forward to November 8th. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has been a long journey. And, and you know, um, the people of Georgia deserve better. And we are so, so close to electing leaders up and down uh, the ballot. Um, that will or dedicated to bringing about the change. And listen, these are nonpartisan issues. This is truly about our democracy. It is about our survival. Um, and the time is now. The time is now. Well, this is Maggie Martinez at the Hot Seat Interview. Until next time.